Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey through the book of Genesis with chapter 19. In this chapter, there is some adult content, so I would caution if there's any small children in the room to maybe pause and just play it later on when there's no children around. It starts off in verse 1. That evening, two angels came to the entrance of the city of Saddam. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. So he knew they were important men of the Lord. And he says, My lords, he said, Come to my home to wash your feet and be my guests for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh no, they replied, we'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted, so at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them complete with fresh bread made without yeast, and they ate. So Lot knew the wickedness of the city, and he is intent on making sure these two important men of God are safe. And he insists enough, so they finally give in and go go to Lot's home. In verse 4, it continues, But before they retired for the night, all the men of Saddam, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. So we have all the men in the entire city surrounding their house now. In verse 5, they shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So basically, if you remember when, um, right before the flood, the world was in a state of chaos and Sons of God, which were the angels that had fallen, were picking any woman they wanted, and they were making, procreating with these women on earth. And these men are basically following that same pattern. They're they're looking to these two angels, and they're wanting to um, basically gang rape them. So, in verse 6, he responds, So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and are under my protection. Just keep in mind, times were a lot different back then. I don't know if that was a good choice for Lot to say, but in verse 9. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider, and now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. And they lunged towards Lot to break down the door. So now they're feeling judged by Lot and condemned and being told no by an outsider. Remember, he's not originally from Saddam. So they're coming after him and attacking Lot at this point. In verse 10, But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house, and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house, so they gave up trying to get inside. So the angels acted here. They're like, okay, let's save this guy. He's right. Lot is a righteous man. He is a man of God. He just made a decision. So they're pulling Lot in to to rescue him. And Saddam is full of pride and self-indulgence and they aren't helping the foreigners or the poor they're arrogant and definitely answering to the flesh 
and they're very lustful and greedy. So the angels strike these men with blindness, which is quite an appropriate punishment for the type of wickedness they have, which is lust and greed. So now they can no longer see. So um, that that was pretty a good example of a right a right judgment there. In verse 12, meanwhile, so now we're saying, meanwhile, <laughs> the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city? They asked, get them out of this place. Your sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone else. For we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great. It has reached the Lord and he has sent us to destroy it. So they can't find even 10 righteous people, like Abraham asked. So they felt the Lord say, nope, we are going to have to destroy this city. It is horrible, wicked, everything is going bad. So then it continues on. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancés, quick, Get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. So the young blind men, they they think he's joking. And it just kind of shows, too, when, when sin is just reigning free and wild and crazy, true judgment sounds like a joke. Like, you're not serious. Whatever. And then in verse 15, At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent Hurry, they said to Lot, take your wife and your two daughters who are here and get out right now, or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. So there's an urgency to the warning. He wants to save Lot and his family, but he's saying you have to hurry up. He's showing Lot mercy. In verse 16, when Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely outside the city, one of the angels ordered, Run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. So... He's saying, don't look back. Looking back longingly is never a good way to keep running forward. He wants them to keep running forward forward, and get the heck out of there. And don't look back. In verse 18, Oh no, my Lord, Lot begged, you have been so gracious to me and saved my life. And you have shown, shown such great kindness. But I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up to me there and I would soon die. See, there is a small village near, nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said. I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village. But hurry. Escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. And this explains why that village is known as Zoar, which means little place. So this chapter really shows us that God will judge the wicked, and he will keep the righteous safe. He is protecting Lot and getting him out to safety. In verse 23, Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. 
He utterly destroyed them along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out all the people in every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. So she looked back. She was hesitating and not wanting to leave the earth behind her. And God was gracious to Lot because of Abraham. And through the angels, they told God, they told Lot to go and get to safety and make it, make it fast and don't look back. So she couldn't let go. She couldn't let go of the city they were leaving behind. Instead of running after God's orders and running after obedience to God, she looked back. She couldn't just let it go. And she ended up turning into a pillar of salt. In verse 27, Abraham got up early that morning and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. He looked out across the plain towards Saddam and Gomorrah and watched as columns of smoke rose from the cities like smoke from a furnace. But God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. So we see God's motives as well as his mercy here. And then in verse 30, afterwards, Lot left Zoar because he was afraid of the people there. And he went to live in a cave in the mountains with his two daughters. And this is where the angels told him to go. Anyhow, they told him to go to the mountains, but he wanted to go to this village instead. But he ultimately ended up where God told him to go in the first place. In verse 31, One day the older daughter said to her sister, There are no men left anywhere in this entire area, so we can't get married like everyone else, and our father will soon be too old to have children. Come, let's get him drunk with wine, and then we will have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night they got him drunk with wine, and the other daughter went in and had intercourse with her father. He was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. The next morning, the older daughter said to her younger sister, I had sex with our father last night. Let's get him drunk with wine again tonight, and you go in and have sex with him. That way we will preserve our family line through our father. So that night, they got him drunk with wine again, and the younger daughter went in and had intercourse with him. As before, he was unaware of her lying down or getting up again. As a result, both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their own father. When the older daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Moab. He became the ancestor of the nation known as the Moabites. When the younger daughter gave birth to a son, she named him Ben-Ami. He became the ancestor of the nation known as the Ammonites. So a couple things here. So incest hasn't yet been formally forbidden, but we know that it's not God's plan and original design. And there's still a whole lot of sin going on here. And it's a lot, it's very similar to Noah's son, Ham, who was cursed for his actions when he humiliated his father. In the the Moabites and Ammonites, they actually become Israel's future enemies. And if you remember, Moab is also where Ruth came out of. So um, we will continue on with chapter 20 tomorrow. We do see a lot of grace from God. We see a lot of mercy from God. 
But we also see an example of what will happen to the ungodly and how God rescues the godly. And if the ungodly don't turn away and repent and accept Jesus, there will be judgment. And the godly, as long as you cling to and run after and chase after God, you will be rescued. So that ends this chapter 19. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.